about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshigma, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. me quickly to the book of First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10. I know people don't bring Bibles to church anymore. So next year I'm going to stop them from putting anything up here so that we come with our Bibles or your iPads or something. You, 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 you look into the scripture. And of course we, in this day and age where we spoon feed you, sometimes we get home and we just can't even press anything. But let's go for today. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10, and I'm using the Living Bible Translation. Can we read together? Ready? At least if you don't bring your Bibles or something, you can talk. Ready, steady, go. For, for the what? Tap someone, say, the love of money. No, 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 tap them, say, yo, 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 yo. Did you see that? Did you see that? So, 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 look into their face as you start to oscillate between them and tap them. Say, for the love of money is the first step towards all kind of sin in your life. <laughs> it says, for the, for, the, for, for the love of money is the first step towards all kinds of sin. The first step. Some people have even turned away from God because of their love for it. And as a result, have passed themselves through with what? Many sorrows. Many sorrows. Last week, we spoke about transition. Um, and the ability to let go, to hold onto the hand that can make you walk, leap, and praise God. However, today, I, I want to talk about an area where nearly all of us struggle to transition. Uh, and that is in the area of finances. I want to deal with that because as we end, end the year, one of the biggest challenges many people have is the financial, what I call financial depression. Uh, many people, as we read in that scripture last week in the book of Acts chapter 3, where the man was lame and was carried to the temple every single day, so also God made upon my heart that many people are lame, or what I call financially lame, crippled, and are seen to be carried daily by others, and are looking for other resources, asking for help, asking for silver, asking for gold, asking for something that would bring their sustenance. Um, and if the devil can get us financially depressed, he has succeeded in destroying every form of creativity. So over the next two weeks, I want to deal with this topic I call financial transition. Because over the last few months, we have been pouring out to you from our hearts before people three weeks ago who spoke about properties and all that kind of stuff. 
And then we've also been talking about different phases of our life. The summer, the winter, the autumn, and the spring. And if we are going to enter into 2020, which is a significant year by all purposes, very, very significant, even in the United Kingdom it is significant, we need to understand that we need to learn how we can transition financially. And many people don't know how to transition financially. They don't. When it comes to your financial future, the decision that you make today can change the course of your life. Mismanagement of money is the root of all evil. The decision that you make today is what is going to affect your future. I may even tag this financial good deeds. For a great future. The decision that you make today. Is going to start to tell on your tomorrow. Many of us are not making right financial decisions. We're not transitioning from our parents house to living on our own. We're not transitioning from leaving college or leaving university to start working. We're not transitioning from being single to being married, from being married to having children. We can financially trans, we can trans, um, 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 have a good financial transmission from one phase of our life to another phase of our life. And I can see that many people don't realize how quick the time ticks. It does, guys. It does. Listen to me. It does. It does. Because some of the decisions that my wife and I made 20 years ago, 20 years ago, and when the guy sat down with us 20 years ago, he says this is a long-term plan. But 20 years have passed just like that. And many people are going to pension on zero. Because they failed to, to, to have a good transition from their previous life to their future. Many of you still think you're young. At 30, you are not. And half of the church has left me right now. You are not. 28, you are not. Because after that age, things go quick. It just goes like a breeze. Any decision you make now will affect your future. If you put some money in a pension pot right now, if you put some money in an insurance right now, it will save you for where you're going. Many of you do not understand this. And many of you are marrying and getting pregnant quickly without setting yourself in the right lane because most of us want to have and enjoy the pleasures of life without knowing that there's a time and a season for everything. I want to encourage you today because it breaks my heart how I'm seeing people making wrong decisions because they don't realize 
that their time is short. And let me say this to most of you young ones. Let me say this. Do not follow the crowd. Listen to me. Many people don't tell you what they're doing. The same six friends that you have, many of them are not telling you what they're doing. Because their mama and their papa have taught them the things you just don't see. Here you are, blabber mouth. They will follow you everywhere. Or you may follow them everywhere. But there's some places they will refuse to take you. Okay, it's good for you to have honeymoon, baby moon, grace moon. Uh, It's good for you to have all that. But I'm telling you, in the same circle of friends you have, there are some that are investing and still smiling with you. I'm not saying that you cannot have friends, but I'm saying that you must be able to understand that there are some places where you stand on your own and you make great decisions. Because no matter how close you are as friends, there is always going to be something in life that will bring a division. Not a division in your friendship, but a division in your purpose. There will always be a time where you just have to take this lane and someone has to take this lane. There's going to be a time that you're just going to have to get married. There's going to be a time where you're going to have to sit down with your family. There's going to be a time where there is going to be a demand on you that nobody else can help you out of it. You're going to learn this. Because it looks so joyous when you're taking your selfies in Miami. It looks so beautiful when you're taking your selfies in Morocco. It looks no nice when you're all in your bikini and trying to take a photograph, sucking all the breath in to look good. It looks all good then. But there's going to be a time where you will be hurt when you really learn how much your friends have achieved and you're left behind. And the next statement you will say is, why did you not tell me? Or you were told in church, but you just didn't listen. Maybe you should sit down with some older people and ask them, I wish they had known what you know now. Financial transition. To transition financially, I'm not going to rush today. Let me just give this to you and then wherever we stop, we stop. But to transition financially, to go from poverty to wealth, to go from obscurity to prominence, to go from renting to owning, to go from debt into abundance, there are some things that we need to do financially on a daily basis. I want to teach this morning. To transition financially. To move from somebody who is a beggar 
every single day at the gate of beautiful. To become responsible now to earning his keep. I'm going to say this again. Last week when we spoke about that man sitting down at the temple. Matthew, give me the chair. Let's, let's go back to the chair. Give me 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 the chair. Let's make the chair. Bring it out. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. So, from somebody who is sitting down. No job. No movement. All his job is now to beg. This is a financial transition. Every single time he's just sitting here and people are giving him money. Because when you see him, you will have mercy on him sometimes. Even if you don't have mercy on him, because he's sitting in front of church, you will feel guilty when you see others giving him money. You will feel guilty spiritually that, you know, I'm supposed to help someone else. So he is sitting there at a strategic place. And asking for money. But when the disciples met him, they told him, it is not money you need. What you need is to transition. So, we now have the situation now where I'm giving him money every single time to a time when I'm saying, get up. The point is, the moment he gets up, and starts to walk, he ceases to become everybody's responsibility. And you, you, you need to get this. You need to get this. The major problem he will have is, how do I now transition from no more begging? Because no one's going to give me money when I can walk. They will say, ah, 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 well, you've got two legs and you've got two arms. Jesus killed you to go and walk. But in his mind, if he's still sitting down, he will still still say to everyone, I I can't get a job because I've never worked before. I've never been to school before. I've never, I've not got a CV that would allow anyone to employ me because he cannot transition from when he was sitting down to now that he can walk. And although he can walk and he's glad about that, somehow for most of us, in the inside of us, we are sorrowful because nobody is giving him a hand out anymore. He now needs to have a hand on something that can provide for his future. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? It's called transition. It's called transition. Go sit in my seat. Leave the chair. The chair is important to me today. And if we are going to transition, ladies and gentlemen, if we are going to transition, the first thing we need to do is we need to have what is called daily submissiveness. Daily. It's called daily submission. Can I preach down here for a second? It's called daily submission. Financially, it's called daily submissiveness. Daily. What did I say? Daily. The question passes, how do I daily submit? The first thing 
to be able to do under daily submissiveness is when you submit, you will find direction. When you are about to transition from sitting down to working financially, when you are in the midst of that transition, the man has to submit to the apostles. And the apostle says, what you need now is not a new job. No, you don't need more money. What you need now is Jesus. How many of you are going to get this tomorrow? Because when you submit your finances to God, you start to move in areas you have never seen before. James chapter uh, 4 and verse 7, he says, Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will what? Mm. So, listen to me. When we talk about the devil, many of us are looking at someone that has horns. No. The devils may be the people around you, your friends. And if you're sitting beside you and just look at them and say, are you a devil? Pastor, how do you know? Was Peter a devil? Was Peter a devil? Was Peter a devil? He looked at Peter and he said, what? Satan, get thee behind me. It was not Peter that was the problem. It was what Peter was saying that was causing a distraction. Mm. So when I submit myself financially to God, it will give me the ability to resist the devils that the, the, or the world or the people the devil may use to resist me from walking Leaping and praising God. Ah, uh, somebody didn't get this. this, uh, this because it's good to have friends. You don't move forward without friends. But there's, a, there's an adage that says that you will never grow beyond the five closest people around you. So make yourself to, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Let me say this, Kelly. Let's dissect the word submission. The word submission, I've said this before, is a compound word. You can divide it into two. It's called sub and it is called what? Mission. So what it says is that submission means that I come under the mission of something. So this chair is sub under my mission. My mission is to sit on this chair to preach to you. And this chair's mission is to come under the authority of what my mission is saying. Uh, you, you, you're going to get this. Uh, 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 and many ladies are saying, hey, he's coming to the hospital now. I'm not going there this morning. Because I don't want any distraction. don't want any angry faces. Sort yourself out with that word. However, <laughs> however, many people 
don't have what is called a godly mission. Uh, and when you do not have, sorry, when you do not have a godly mission, nothing in your life is submitted to that mission. Therefore, you can't resist the devil. Mm. Because when you have a financial mission, sales and Black Friday, Sales, sales and Black Friday cannot come against you because you will resist it, not because it's in your power, but there is a financial mission. They throw things at us through the internet, so I found out that there was a Black Friday start early. Black Friday, Black, is it Black Friday, Black Monday? So the Cyber Monday, everything is thrown at you. So, so I looked at that and I used Amazon had started its Black Friday. So I was on Amazon and then I saw this iron. I've got this in, I've got this iron at home, Tifal or Tefal, I don't care, you got the name, got the iron. And then so we've got this iron and it is working. There's no problem with it. But, 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 but somehow my, 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 my mouse clicked on this iron that was dropped from 336 pounds to 133. Immediately I called a financial meeting at home. Like, honey, this is going cheap. And my wife said, ah, really? And immediately she was attracted to it too. But the problem is there's nothing wrong with iron. But I'm thinking maybe we should buy it for when it will go wrong. Can you see the expectations? Are you following what I'm saying? But to us, maybe 133 pounds is a fair change we have now. But to the mission of our goal, it is not under subjection. So my wife said to me, do we need it now? And as we were saying, do we need it now? I thought there are more cybers to come and there are more Black Fridays to come. So I picked up. But you know, I'm still talking about it because my mind is still there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the only reason why we resisted the devil that was coming out from Amazon, I did not say Amazon is a devil, don't sue me. I'm just saying the situation, the, 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 the Black Friday wanted to put blackness inside my financial mission. And the only reason why we could resist it is was because there was a financial mission. You will never be able to resist anything. If you don't have a mission. Because without vision, good things will keep you from achieving great things. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 says, When there is no vision, the people get out of control. But whoever obeys instructions is happy. <laughs> Your mission 
is to have financial freedom. That's my financial mission. Therefore, my financial mission may not include a car. Do you know the fact that I am taking the tube and most of the time, and some of the time, I do take the tube. I do take the tube. I take the tube. And somebody will be seeing me walking from the station in Archway all the way here and he will be driving dead. Yeah? You, you see, he will drive past me and put me on first of all, while I'm going over the zebra crosses. I said, man, move. Look at this guy. Move. He's, he's in debt. And here I am walking. The boy does not realize that the fact that I'm taking a tube and he's driving a car doesn't mean he's more financially blessed than I am. Uh, the difference between us is that he has no mission because he's a fool. I have a mission because I am wise, submitting my mission to God's goal. And so the girl, when she's not going to make a choice, she will go after a financial fool than a financial mission. Because you want to sit down inside and be my wife, BMW, uh, 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 that looks good, whereas you can't go on the street with me to a restaurant to eat because the level of your decision is based on what you can see than what is in the future. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? Because let, let, let me be honest with you, most of us we choose by sight. Come on. In fact, we even choose our friends by sight. The ones that say, I can't afford it. You never ask, why can't you afford it, but you're walking? Why are you stingy? No, maybe instead of saying that, just say, tell me what's the secret. Tell me how, I can, how you can help me. Because the difference between most families and others is they have a financial mission. Meaning, even if I have an increase in my salary, the increase in my salary is not for me to buy a bigger house. Because I have a financial what? Mission. Simple goals, simple missions. Daniel's mission may, may say to him, I want to send my son to the best school. Therefore, some holidays I can't go on. Matthew's aim is I want to expand my business. My wife's aim may be that she wants to buy a Maserati for her husband. You don't even say amen to me. Somebody else mission is before the middle of 2020, I'm out of debt. Meaning, I may hide myself from all activities of my friends because I am sub under my mission. So, although I don't fall into your category of enjoyment, but I'm sub under the mission. Last week when I finished the service, one lady walked up to me and she walked up to me, what? She walked up to me, took out her credit card and said, Pastor, I'm giving you my credit card. She was reluctant. So I took the credit card 
And then I said, let me pray over it. As I prayed over it, you know what I did when I'm praying. What? It's a simple plastic surgery. I did it here. Yeah, people were seeing it. I just said, as I was cutting the card, I could see every, every cut was having, his spirit in the card was being exercised. And many of us don't have a solution. And no matter how young we are, if you quickly can tap into a mission, you are setting yourself up for a glorious future. Every single mission would have a goal. And when you have submit, when you submit yourself, you will find direction. Because your mission will give you direction. Let me give you three things that your mission can do for you. When you have when, when, when you decide to have a financial mission. The financial mission will simplify the decision-making process. Anything that moves us closer to our vision gets a green light. I have a financial mission. That's why you cannot waste my money. I have to submit it. You, you, you can't just invite me for any kind of party. First thing I'm asking is, how much is it going to cost? Are you charging me? If you're charging me, oh sorry, I can't make it. Because when I'm doing my own stuff, I don't charge you. I've said this so many times. When I did my film pictures, I didn't bother anybody. When I did my wife's pictures, I didn't bother anyone. People are doing their pictures and they're saying we're going on a cruise. God bless you, God keep you on the water. Where, well, Doc, where is it in my financial mission that I have to say 6,000 pounds for 10 people. That's 60,000. That's why I won't tell you to come on mine because it will increase. It gets more expensive. Where is it? It's not in my financial mission. It's not in my budget. It makes the decision process easy. Number two, financial mission will prioritize your values. And number three, financial mission is a cure for waste. Mm, 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 mm. Men, of, men and women of vision live a waste-free life because they are committed to some definite goals of their life. I call it daily work submission. And when you daily submit, it will give you direction. The next thing it does, it gives you protection. Babe, I'm going to have to borrow you for today. Babe, there's no other babe. Who else would I go, babe? Come, babe. Come, 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 come. Where's your wallet, your purse? You got some money in there? Come, bring your purse. No, no, actually, yeah, bring your purse. Bring your purse. Bring your purse. Just the purse, don't worry. Oh, you're looking for money. No, don't worry about the money. Just come, 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 come. Sit down, sit down, sit. Sit, let them see you. Sit, can you... Can the camera see that? You see. So, this is what I do. This is God. God tells me to submit my finances to Him. So she holds it. And because it is God, God gives me a mission. For my life. Are you telling this? This is my wallet. This is my money. This is my entire life. I submit it to God. Daily. 
And then God says, because you submitted to me and I'm God, I will give you direction. The second thing that God will do is he will give me protection. When you submit to God, he gives you direction and he gives you what? Protection. Listen to me. Let me give you a scripture. Stay there, babe. I'm coming. Isaiah 48 verse 17 says, God says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit and lead you by the way you should go. So listen to me, someone. And this is also between husband and wife. When I submit my finances to my wife, because God says we should submit to one another, my submitting my finances, which becomes a joint finance, you understand, gives us direction. So we sit down and say, what do we spend the money on? Where do we go? What, what should we do? What, what we do? Because when you hear the word God, God could use people in which you are submitted to. That's the reason why the lady walked up to me and said to me, Pastor, I'm submitting my cash to you. When I submit it to her as God, I can't take it back from God and then open up her wallet and then start taking money out and taking a card out and spending it anyhow. Because this is what most of us do. We say we give it to God, but we take it away from God. But when we give it to God, she holds it and did you see what she did immediately? She closed. Because as I was holding it, she's thinking, this guy doesn't know what is in there. And so I could just be holding and everything inside was closed out. But because she owns it, she knows how it works. Immediately it comes back to her. She closes it. Meaning she protects me from the enemy and protects me from myself. Uh, I wish I were, if I was somewhere else, they would be throwing money at me. I wish, yes, exactly what I'm saying. It protects me. Meaning nobody will spend my money unless it's got authority from God. Who gives me direction? I'm protected. Number two, number two, before I close. Number two, because this is under protection. There's something called a spiritual financial sabotage. Which comes from the enemy. It can ruin your life without you knowing. You can walk and have no savings. You can walk and not know where the money is coming. You can walk and a car can start, uh, start shifting down on your finances. In fact, you can work so hard that you can, you can, you can, you can, you can, sorry, you can, you can, you can associate yourself with a fool called a relationship. And that person can ruin all your savings of 20 years, 10 years, 15 years. It is called a financial sabotage. It is called the enemy. It is called forces. That makes a victim to work hard and gather things and then pour it away. And a lot of people, listen to me, are working really hard but are getting nowhere. And you're saying to yourself, why haven't I uh, achieved anything? It is the enemy that attacks and paralyzes your finances. 
He has the power to destroy your financial base and make you impotent. Because the man that was sitting at the gate daily was made impotent because he was paralyzed. And the only thing that made that guy have financial freedom, <laughs> the only reason why the other guy didn't need to beg anymore was because the apostle says, silver and gold have I not. Because every money you've got so far has been wasted and hasn't been proved your life. But what I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Walk, rise up and walk. You know why? Because all power for your future comes from God. And all power to destroy your future comes from the devil. That's why he says when you submit to God, you will resist the devil and he will flee from you. When I submit my finances to my wife, just using that, it makes the devil of cheating flee. Yes. It makes me dialing some stupid numbers flee. Because if I dial some numbers of female mates talking to one sex worker on the other end of the phone, it is going to ruin me very soon. It makes gambling devils flee. Because I have submitted it to her. She's closed the wallet. And she will only give me what I need for my sustenance. Likewise, see how also as God, if you're single, in which you submit it to God. And God says, not only will I give you direction, but I will also give you protection. How many of you have watched the mafia? Any mafia thing? Sopranos, uh, white guys, uh, Godfather. If you haven't, go and watch it. It teaches you to work it. Uh, uh, uh. You know, what they do is that they can come into a place where you're working or your business and say, you've got to pay me a weekly wage. They have nothing to do with setting up the business. They will just destroy your business. But what they do is that when you pay them, they say, we will protect you from anyone trying to infringe on your business. Meaning, if if I set up a cheap shop today, here, and I'm paying the mafia in those days, you get the push message, so you don't say pastor speech in mafia stuff. <laughs> but if I set a cheap shop up in this area, and I'm paying the mafia, nobody else can compete against that business. You know why? Because I am beneficial also to the mafia. There cannot be two businesses. Likewise, when I submit it to God, God has the obligation to direct me, but also to protect me as I make that transition. Not only does he do that, but when I submit it to him, he now gives me what is called provision. Direction, protection, and provision. Because what has happened, and, and, and listen to me, when we started, she was more financially stable than I am, than I was. What happened was, when I submitted my finances to her, 
and she submitted her finances to me, not only were we provided direction, not only was our finances protected in both ways, because she would never go out and just come back with bags from selfishness. That is not our mission. Somebody will go back that day. But also, she tries to increase my provision. Saying to me, honey, you know you can do better. She sets me up with guys who are working in my establishment to help me in IT. Because whatever you give to God, God has an obligation to multiply. So let me get this together. So when I give God my finances, God says you gave me a hundred pounds. I have the ability to multiply this so far you follow my direction and you're under my protection. Did you get what I said? And I just do things where God does his things. God said to the man, he said, go to the widow of Zarephath. The widow. And I will feed you there. Put up the scriptures. I think it is in the book of 1 Kings. It is in the book of Kings. Kings chapter 17, verse 17. He says, go to Zarephath. I have commanded a widow to what? Provide for you. God is saying that, keep that up, I go there. When the need arises, your provision will be in place. Because God will always give you a hand. Listen to me. God said to the man, a prophet, the prophet, the prophet who God had just fed in the wilderness. The prophet who had just defeated Ahab and the whole army. God said, your provision is not in your prophecy. Your provision is going to be with a widow. The widow herself was also struggling. So, how come God will send me to a widow who is about to commit suicide? She's about to cook the last meal for herself and her son and dad. And God said, go to the widow in that. Uh, what I'm saying. He says, go to the widow in Zarephath. When I submit to God, he gives me direction. He says, go to the widow in Zarephath. When I submit to God, he protects me from hunger. But when I submit finances to God, he gives me provision. The problem is, the provision may not be in the places you think he will give it to you. But God was doing a dual work. The dual work was, God wasn't only providing for me, the prophet, but God was also providing for the widow. Everything was based on obedience. Let me read this to you. Obedience was in him going to Zarephath. Giving was in him letting go. The widow in Zarephath also had to let go. If she didn't let go of the flour, she would not get a multiple of oil. Many of us don't know how to let go to God. Listen to me. When I submitted my finances, and I'm just using this as husband and wife example, when I submitted it to her, there was a deal, a property deal. I've said this so many times, but I always have to put it in context when I'm preaching. There was a property deal in Manchester and Bolton, that area, yes, Blackburn. 
that I wanted to go and buy some properties there. Everything was sorted out. And I told my wife, we're going. She said, I'm going to follow you. Why? We're not interested in property. She said, I'm just going to follow you. She followed me. We went there. She was quiet all throughout. We got onto the train. And the next thing she said is, are you sure you're supposed to be doing this? When a woman challenges you, you know the next thing man says is, and you didn't know how to talk well. Even if she said, baby, I love you. But are you sure? Still, because you haven't submitted fully, you're going to still find an excuse. I looked at her and said, ah, oh, oh, is, this, is this the reason why I told you to follow me? I, I, I don't understand. And then she made this statement. She said, you know, we're in this together. That man that's taking you around, how many properties has he bought in this area? And I said, okay. No, I didn't. My response, I don't want to tell you. Because it was not nice. The only thing there is that my wife, who is God, speaks once, twice, you should hear. God does not argue with you. And so all you women that are arguing every time with your mother, you don't know the secret. Because the secret is, just say it and be quiet. The fool will listen later. She said it and she was just quiet. Till we got home. And I just said, you're not talking now. You're not talking now. You know, when you start going forward. She said, you know, you're not talking now. She said, wait, I'm just telling you. I just said what I need to say. We'll just keep praying. Of course, I got home, called the guy. Your, your children, also, how, how many properties are there? We're still on this. I said, okay, I'll get back to you. That was the last time I ever went down to that area. My twin brother, unfortunately, sorry to use him as an example, bought in that area and struggled. Till now. And he kept saying, how did you do it? I, I said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, that's, that's the difference between you and I. You, you, you heard from God. I said, yeah, I heard from God. He said, I, this is, I, knew, I knew you were prophetic. The only thing you didn't tell me. He said, I always knew you, you, you were, you were in, into prophecy. I didn't tell ah, come on. So you know the difference was when I submitted it to God, it was God's obligation to protect, to direct, and to provide. So far, I obey and I let it go. You will never succeed financially unless you know how to take this, put it in the hands of God, and let God give you a mission. Because that mission will direct, that mission will provide, that mission will protect. Did you get anything from it today? Thank you. This is what is called financial transition. Can I buy the property? Yes. Can I get out of debt? Yes. Can I be financially stable? Yes. Can in my old age, can I sleep and travel all around the world without thinking? Yes. Can I go on a cruise of 35 days? Yes. Can I have a house in Spain? Uh, which other hot country? Anywhere else? Uh, Florida? Yes. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But you have to start now. There's a transition, and in the midst of transition, there's sacrifice. So there's only one person that can direct you, provide for you, and protect you. That is God. Let's bow our heads. 
You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk. Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.